Hey, this is Steve with the Growing with Fishes podcast. We're still off air. No, we're not. We're on air. Oh, it says off air on mine. Weird. Oh, Oh. now it's live. Subtle delay. Oh, way to have a fish conch guy bomb the opening like Marty did in the very beginning. (laughs) It's the tradition now. (laughs) Yeah, every time we get a a new regular host, they got to bomb the first couple couple of intros. What's Sorry, everybody? Right. This is the Growing with Fishes podcast. Um, for the second week in a row, we've had a monumental amount of technical difficulties, either on my end. Last week, I had a. Uh, uh, so I live out near the border in Southern California, and we had a uh, border patrol guy chasing after some other people, roll his pickup truck into the power pole at the end of our road, and uh, take out the power pole and disconnected us and I had no power for a couple days so that's why we didn't have a show last week then we tried to get it this week and um, well Fish Conj guy and uh, or and Brendan are all driving to the DGC Cup I'm flying out tomorrow morning um, which we'll touch on in a minute but um, so they're having some issues with the fact that they're driving through the middle of nowhere right now um, and we didn't take this into account uh, when we were doing planning this show this week so um, we are uh, sporadically losing Fish Ganja Guy and uh, uh, Or and um, Brendan aren't able to join us this week. So we are going to um, uh, reschedule them for hopefully next week. Uh, I will have an interview with them for the weekend. I'll have an interview with Fish Ganja Guy. I plan on getting a bunch of really dope interviews this weekend um, out in Colorado at the DGC Cup. Uh, well, lots of footage and stuff like that will be up on the channel. Um, and we're, we're excited about that, but unfortunately, um, we were not able to get a good enough signal to where um, where they are right now, where we could get a good enough audio signal to do to do the recording today. So I apologize. We will get them on the show. Um, we tried last week. I couldn't get my stuff running. We tried this week. We couldn't get that running. Um, Marty will be joining us here eventually, hopefully. Um, and I apologize. I'm uh, currently driving. Get another like 30 miles uh, until there's actually a solid signal. So it might be in and out or sporadic. And I do apologize if that affects my sound quality, everybody. Um, I try not to do that, but I wanted to make sure I was on this week's podcast. And uh, the fact that I'm on the road just kind of happened to overlap with that timing. So well, it's what it is. Well, why don't you have good uh, good connection? Why? Since Spectrum King couldn't be here, why don't you talk about the little experiment you got running with Black Dog and Spectrum King and, you know, different stages and you want to talk about that a little bit yeah sure um well right now i'm running a side-by-side study of uh two spectrum king uh 400 plus led lights over uh bed so each one's got a three by three bed uh with some medical plants and then i've got some black dog leds i've got a phytomax uh and then i've got a phytomax 2 their new one 400 watt and I've got those two over a three by six bed. So basically the same uh, square footage and uh, canopy space, same plants. Uh, almost all of them are from same mothers. And I'm just basically doing a study to see not who gets more weight, but what the different spectrums between the two of them bring as far as trichome production and potencies. So after everything's dried and cured, I'm going to be doing some lab testing on uh, some certain ones that I've picked as my uh, test samples. Everything's been in the same fish water, uh, the same sump tank, same fish tank, 
getting the same uh, environmental conditions because they're all in the same room. There's just a pay into film separating the two areas. Uh, so they've got the same CO2 amount. I water them with the same nutrients. Um, the only difference is the light spectrum. So it's been a great study so far. And I got to tell you, Spectrum King has really impressed me with uh, the growth that I saw in the vegetative stage. Uh, very large foliage, uh, tight internodal spacing, and just overall vigor has just been very, very impressive. Uh, and when it comes to customer service, both companies, Black Dog and Spectrum King, are fantastic. I mean, you can get somebody on the phone here in the USA uh, where all the products are made from both companies and get your problems handled really quick. And they're very knowledgeable and they're happy to help you out. Which, not just in the growing or lighting industries, but just from a business in general, I haven't had that experience from too many industries in my lifetime where people are that consistently good with their customer service. And I get that from both of these companies. Um, so yeah, so far I'd have to say they're both great products, um, Black Dog and Spectrum King. And I'm just curious to see how the end result of this study is going to go because this is my first time running the Spectrum Kings. And I've run the Black Dogs before and I know that the trichome resin production is just phenomenal from those lights. Oh, did we lose Fish Ganja Guy, or is that on my end? I think we might have lost him. Well, or was that on my end? Shoot. Very Yes. You still there, Stevie? Yep, I'm here. All right, good. Was that well, on my end? God, I hope so. <laughs> I just said so much stuff. I'm not repeating it. So nobody heard. Anyone... I like both the companies. They're good. Both of them are good. Is anyone in chat that can uh, <laughs> tell us what the hell just happened? We're both on. Uh, I, I should be able to get in the next two to three weeks. Um, uh, I'll have actual hard line finally where I'm at. So that'll change things quite a bit. I'll have like actual normal regular broadband rather than tethering to a cell phone, which is how I've been living. Um, but uh, uh, apparently no one in live chat feels like participating today. Um, <laughs> um, it's all good. It's all right. Um, maybe I should just refresh it. Uh, but yeah, so I worked a lot with Black Dog when I was doing work back in Colorado, um, and they did really good work. Um, I We only had, in all the years that I worked at Aquaponics stores, we only ever had one Black Dog to have a problem, and it wasn't the light fixture itself. It was just the... They, they had it in like a super humid grow room, and the little the temperature sensor uh, that like automatically shuts the thing off um, went bad because it just got corroded because the guy had it in like, you know, super, super, uh, um, super oh, humid. The high temp shut off. Yeah. So the, the, the temperature shut off, um, sensor went, but that's the only time that we ever had a problem with any of them. And they took it back and, um, that, uh, uh, they ended up giving us a new, like, just gave us a replacement one that was brand new and didn't even, like, give us the, the you know, they didn't even replace, you know, fix the part. They just gave a brand new one to the customer, which was super dope. So, um, but I also have seen the, had a chance to go over to the dude's house uh, from the Dude Grow show 
uh, last trip or two, I was in Colorado and see his and helped hang his Spectrum Kings. And I was like blown away by how bright they were compared to, and like it looked a lot more like daylight than I had seen an LED look like before. So uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, Steve, but Spectrum King, uh, we've got a lot of uh, products that uh, different vendors are going to be giving us, uh, or the DGC to give away as prizes to the growers and people at mm -hmm. the DGC Cup. And Spectrum King, from what I understand, gave a closet case and an SK600 uh, for prizes. So nice. I don't know about you, but my ass is going to win that SK600. <laughs> I don't know. They'll, they'll say it's insider. Uh... <laughs> they'll See, give the guy that gives a good side-by-side -side the light. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I want it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, their 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 bigger beefier light is I forget what model number it is, but it's, it's the SK six. It's the SK six hundred. That's their fifteen hundred dollar yeah. light. And that thing is a that's the one. That's beast. the one I got. To yeah, that's the one we hung up close. And oh my god, that you're right. They're so bright. That's the one we hung at the dude's house, and we were both we both stood back and we're just like, damn. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So while we're on that note, why don't we tell people about the DGC Cup? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, would you like to take a point on this? I was actually just pulling up the website right now so I could like highlight the points on their thing here. Great. <laughs> um, we're both uh, going to be at the DGC Cup here this weekend. For people who Saturday. don't know, the DGC Cup is uh, the Growers Cup for the Dude Grows Crew, uh, the community of the, that follows the Dude Grows Show. Basically, it's just a really tight-knit growers community, a lot of supportive people um, that help each other out with, like, knowledge and uh, evidence-based um, growing uh, facts and styles. And they have a podcast that they put on uh, daily, as well as a membership uh, area for the site where you can get a lot more uh, really good content. And this is the second of the cups that they're putting on where they try and get their uh, community together to really show off what they've been able to do and see who's growing the dank. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's on um, uh, it's Saturday, April 15th, and it's from 5 to 10 p.m., and it's at a Cultivated Synergy But if you want uh, in Denver. But if you want um, to go, you need to make sure that you get a tickets and you have to email dgccup at gmail.com and then uh, with the title and the email being tickets um, and uh, the subject line in order to uh, in order to request tickets and that's one ticket per email so um, you know if you want to go that's how you got to find out and that's how you go yeah you can't just show up at the door and uh, expect to get in because for legal purposes it has to be a private event so you yep. have to be invited so let them know you want to be invited and then you can get on that whole routine with it but yep. if you just show up at the door and be like hey i'm you know friends with so-and-so they'd be like cool you can tell that to the guy down the street because you're not getting in here uh but if you uh manage to take care of everything and uh get to the cup that'll be great we'd love to meet you and talk grow uh, i know i'm competing uh, one or two strains there um so i don't know if uh, steve's gonna have anything with him but um, i'll be representing the aquaponic community DC, which is really just Steve and I in the DGC. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I know we've got like a couple food trucks at uh, Scotty and uh, Dude Managed Show Range. It's like a soul food truck and then I think a taco truck. Yep. Both of them are supposed to be really good. Marty, um, uh, 
Marty was trying really hard to make it, but his wife is about to have another kid. And if he was at a weed cup when she went into labor, she'd probably like decapitate him once she found his ass. So <laughs> he needs to make sure he's there for that. Well, I mean, yeah. if Doing he's like, I'm time. flying out Saturday morning, hon, I'll be back Sunday morning. <laughs> um, if she decided we'll to go into labor in that, in that little period, that's pretty selfish on her part. <laughs> Hold it in, baby. <laughs> Hold it in. Cross your legs. Hold that. Hold that aspirin between <laughs> your knees. Oh shit, <laughs> Marty, we feel for you, brother. <laughs> oh, he should be joining us. He just said he just he just he's finally about to hop on. So, um, I know he's got some new cool stuff to talk about. Awesome. And then. Uh... Let's see what else is going on in uh, so we got the DGC Cup that we covered. Um, oh, didn't you have a bit of news that you just discovered that's some good news? Hmm. Which one? Mr. Two Fifteen. Oh yes. Uh, hold on. Shit, I gotta go back. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago we talked about um, how Dennis Perone they thought he didn't have much time left. So they've had like a little bit more time to study what the heck was going on with him. And uh, they just had this post 22 minutes ago, like literally 22 minutes ago, Dennis Perone's like PR person put this out. So this is like hot off the presses. Um, good news today. The cancer that they thought went to the brain, which is a final aggression of the cancer was not cancer at all, but a sign of two small strokes. So I'm going to live maybe another five years or longer i'm so relieved i can't express my happiness now i'm working out trying to get my body in shape including my speech i attribute it to the kindness i have received from my many friends from the years plus the misleading from the doctors at the va so i'm going to live um, now i must find a job perhaps one of these clubs as a kind of reader they have all wall market Good news. I'm going to live, fight another day. I've got given up the battle. I haven't given up the battle yet, and I will never give up the battle. It will never be over as long as there is injustice around the world. I am again, I again am your servant. Thank you for everyone for believing in me, and thank you for all your well wishes. Thanks again. So that's super that's awesome. fucking awesome that, that, you know, one of the greatest names in cannabis is going to be with us a little bit longer. I had this chance to spend some time with him, and it was a really, you know, awesome experience. I just cut out there for uh, last like three, four seconds. Uh, did you, just in case I missed it, did you uh, let everybody know who he is, just in case anybody's new to the podcast and uh, the industry and doesn't know uh, how he relates to uh, yeah. California? Yeah, so we touched on this a few episodes ago, but we'll touch on this again. Dennis Perone is um, uh, pretty much the founder of the legal cannabis movement, uh, for lack of uh, better explanation. He's the one that authored California 215. Um, he's written a whole bunch of different um, bills, including like multiple bills for San Francisco. He's helped co-author bills in other parts of the country. Um, he's also an enormous LGBT activist that fought alongside Harvey Milk and a whole bunch of other people uh, back in the 70s and 80s and 90s. Um, he, lot, he, he was one of the biggest proponents for AIDS research. Uh, and the guy is just, 
you could go on and on and on about the amount of good deeds this guy has done for the world and different communities. Um, you know, he's really one of the handful of very good people in the community. Um, the cannabis community, you know, gets a lot a bad rap and has a lot of toxic people, but he definitely is not one of them. And uh, he's definitely one of the people that, you know, you can kind of stand back and use as a, as a role model for people in the cannabis industry. So we really appreciate all he's done. And, you know, <laughs> I read that literally as we were doing sound check, trying to work out some of these sound issues. So it was like a really wonderful thing to read that. Yeah, that was definitely a good pick me up. It's been a long day. <laughs> it's been a long fucking week. <laughs> um, yes, it has. Oh, yep. God. I'll catch you up on some of my stuff when I see you at the cup. <laughs> I um, I will uh, be teaching up in um, Ouroboros on um, April 21st and 22nd. Uh, I know Marty and I had talked about doing an online class that weekend. I ended up um, not realizing I'd already scheduled a class up in uh, Ouroboros that weekend. So um, I'm going to double check with Marty as soon as he cops on, but I think we're going to just push it back a weekend um, and we'll do the online class the last weekend of April. And I do apologize for that, but that will also give me time to get an actual hardline broadband connection, um, which will help as well for everyone else's sanity. Um, uh, yeah, so um, there was another uh, big thing that happened this week. Um, uh, Justin Treyu um, unveiled a bill that would legalize cannabis by uh, Canada Day next year. Um, although there's a few points in this that are kind of bullshit. Um, so uh, before I go into my gripes, let's just go over the bill. So it would allow... Um, anyone over the age of 18 in Canada, although provinces could set higher minimum ages, uh, uh, you'd have to be 18 years old and you can only have up to 30 grams on you. Um, and they would allow different provinces to set different age limits. Um, growing, importing, exporting, or selling outside licensed channels would still remain a, a serious crime. Um, provinces can decide where and how marijuana can be sold. They can also set fixed government prices or, or government minimums uh, for cannabis distribution um, to assure tax, you know, they get the certain amount of tax money. Um, uh, local governments can also decide on local tax ordinances. Um, the country, oh, um, hold on. Uh, it would limit people to 4,000, or no, I'm sorry, 4,000, I wish. But then people have four plants per proper, uh, per, per adult, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, we really need to have 25 or 30 plant counts. You know, if I could have a mom and a bunch of little ones or a couple of different moms and a couple of production plants, say four to six of each strain, that's reasonable. But oh, yeah. I mean, anyone who's phenom hunting like automatically has to break the law just to figure out which one is good for moms. Like that's just completely ridiculous. That or do it by canopy space, you know. So you're allowed to have this many square foot of canopy as a, in a residential area. You know that that's more than reasonable rather than doing it by plant count. You know. Um, I'm trying to think. There is one other bullet point on here. I'm trying to find it. Anyways, it would still basically like maintain all the current drug laws and just allow for a certain amount of open distribution. Um, it, it's kind of crazy. It's like the weirdest 
one of those stranger legalization bills I've seen so far. Um, but that was one of the other points I wanted to mention this week. This week's going to be a little bit shorter episode. Yeah, when you bring up that plant count, that's another good thing, too, is um, when you look at states like Colorado that everybody's so hyped about or, uh, or to places like California or Oregon, when you have uh, the 12 plant max um, in the household in Colorado, and I know they're getting rid of, like, the co-op uh, system and everything like that or card stacking, but mm-hmm. when you have 12, and that includes your veg, keeping a couple mothers or even finding a medication that might work better for you becomes a moot point. Like you said, mm-hmm. you're going to have to break the law if you want to try and fund something that works better for you or uh, for your family member. Yep, which is completely absurd. Um, big bad, uh, big bad Dazuboozu or something lizard lips <laughs> um, says uh, from seed, how many weeks to take cuttings? Um, from seed, it usually takes about a week. You know, plus minus from the time you drop that thing in water to the time it germinates. In fact, I'm actually working right now on filming a um, how to germinate cannabis seeds, and I'm going to do like a you know every single day that you would need to do it. Um, we're going to do a video of it. So you know, the first day you put it in water. Second day, um, once the seeds have cracked, you um, transfer them to paper towels. Uh, once those paper towels have germinated, then you um, transplant them into the soil, and then onward but you know once you once you it takes about a week to get it into the soil plus minus and then once it's in the soil you know and fully germinated and above the ground and all which again takes about a week um then you're looking at about i would say you could take your first cutting maybe week three after that thing's germinated maybe week four depending on your grow method yeah that's moving quick well it depends I, I, i usually top them by week I would say I top them by week two or three, and then I can cut. I can do actual cuttings after about a month, you know, week four or five, so where I could actually take a clone or like the first one if I really wanted to push it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, again, you also have to like make sure ideal that, conditions, you know. If yeah, that's there. what I was about to say. Because if you don't have ideal conditions, like the light's too far away, or the temperature, CO two, anything Moods like aren't. that, hum- humidity especially. Um, for vegetative growth, um, if it's too low, that's going to be slowing down your growth. Oh yeah, um, too low nitrogen like, as well is another big one. Or too much. That, like my humidity, I already know is usually in like the mid fifties in my veg tent. So for uh, my mom, so I know that growth is going to be a little bit slower. But since I'm not constantly taking cuttings uh, off my mother's, it's not really an issue. Seedlings that I'm getting up to the point so I can take a cut and then. Uh, root them and flip them so I can check for gender. Frustrating point, but it is what it is. Just remember, your your environment is one of the most important things you have to dial down for plant growth and, and plant health. Mm-hmm. Well, that too, and you know, you also have um, uh, shit. What's the thing? The saturation density. Uh, Damn it, it's escaping me at the moment. Pressure. Oh, the vapor pressure deficit. Vapor pressure deficit, thank you. Vapor pressure pressure vapor pressure deficit <laughs> is the Hold on to it. Uh, yeah, is the humidity <laughs> and the temperature uh, of the grow room. 
and that affects how well the stomata on the uh, the plant leaves uh, respirate. And if you have the humidity or temperature too far off, um, you know that's uh, that's where you, you know that's how you run into problems. And there's charts out there. I mean, you can go to you know quick Google and you can pull up those. But that's something that we haven't really talked about much on the show. There's some I'm trying to remember. There's another big topic I was trying to talk to you about on the show this week, and I've had such a crazy well, hectic week. I forgot what it was. Something that kind of fits in with what you're talking about the plants respirating. It's been uh, probably like 12 years since my last plant biology class, but. How all the water molecules linked up like a like a long chain to the roots mm-hmm. of the leaf rare. I really hope I didn't cut out during all that. Uh, it cut out for me. Does anyone in chat want to give us feedback? Did he cut out or did I cut out? If I cut out, everybody just look up transpiration on Google. I don't want to go back. And <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing we'll say on that note is, you know, if you're trying to do foliar spraying, which a lot of people do, especially for silica or potassium, yes. Um, you want to spray about an hour before your lights come on uh, or within about an hour after the lights come on because that's when the stomata are at their largest diameter. And that's when they can uptake the largest size molecule. And that um, that will absolutely uh, help make a difference if you're trying to feed them. It'll help them. You know, they'll uptake more per day. Well, here's a little trick that I like to do. Um, it also lets me visualize everything uh, to make sure I'm actually getting good, proper coverage. In during the dark with the headlamp on lights. What I'll do is when everything comes on for like plants, tomatoes are opening, I'll turn off one light, spray all those plants, let them dry, then turn the light back on. And they'll still be in their day cycle because all the lights that are nearby will be to move on to the next one, turn that off, spray those, and when the plants are dry and keep moving on the line. And mm-hmm. that way, nothing's getting burnt to a crisp or uh, getting a sunburn from any oily uh, IPM uh, fluids. But uh, this monitor all open, and I'm actually able to see that I'm getting full coverage and not just guessing on it. I mean, it's a little bit more time-consuming, but if you want to be really efficient with it and know that the stomata are open and you're getting every leaf surface, that's a really good way to go about it, I found. But if you've got a large-scale operation, in the ass... Yeah, the um, foggers are really good way to go. They're really good way to go. There we go. There we go. What up, home slice? What up, home slice? Make sure you uh, uh, turn down your volume a little bit. bit. I'm getting feedback. feedback. If you're on a computer, got it. Maybe down just a little little bit more. more. Are you near a fan? Hold on, I think I actually got some Bluetooth headphones I can use for this. Give me just a second. 
that would help a lot. I'm gonna temporarily leave you. Okay, I'll unmute him in a second. Did um, you? What's that? There we go. Does that help? Nope, not quite. We'll temporarily mute him. Brian Groves joining us. He uh been trying to get him on the show for a while, so we figured we'll uh we'll get on there and uh have him on since we're kinda scrambling last minute this <laughs> this week. You know what other vendors are going to be at the cup? Almost. I think life. Oh man, people are going to have a rep. They're going to have a. Yeah, loop. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, that's a lot better. I know they're wow. going to be some uh, sick. Uh, All right, sweet. There's some background noise, but we're not looping anymore. All right, cool. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess if you happen to be near a fan or a grow light or something, I would. Uh, I, it's picking it up, but if not, if you can't move, then that's okay. Um, how are you? Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your oh, girl? Shit. This is uh, Brian Grow. He's joining us for the first time. Oh shit, my freaking headphones are completely dead. Hold on guys, I'm sorry. No problem. It's all good. Sorry about the audio issues, guys. We're trying to scramble last minute or um again as we explained in the beginning of the show, we had some issues trying to get Spectrum King guys on. We'll get an interview with them uh this weekend and we'll get them on the show next week or the week after. Try to get them on the show last week, and we ran into a whole separate set of uh, issues, which were fun in their own right. Looks like Marty might be joining us in a second as well. Okay. At any rate, uh, I apologize for the dead time. Um, what else? Uh, there was some new thing about Jeff Sessions with a tax task All right, force. Can you guys hear me? There we go. Uh, that is so I've, much better. I have no idea All what right. that beady-eyed little weasel's up to, man. I try Sweet. not to think about it. So, uh, Brian Grow, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? I know you're a big fan of the show. You're, I, I think, an aquaponic grower as well. Um, why don't you tell us about yourself? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I've been growing aquaponics since um, the November of 2015. I kind of just, uh, I'm pretty much kind of new to growing altogether, to be honest. I've just been kind of learning as I've been going. And I'm at where uh, I feel like I'm having a pretty good success rate right now. Um, I've been having a pretty pretty consistent harvest lately. Um, the whole idea of my system is I'm trying to uh, do what I can to master like a perpetual harvest aquaponic system. 
using um, all grow beds feeding from the same um, sump tank and the same water supply. Mm -hmm. um, just recently, I actually installed an extra pump into my sump tank. And I don't know exactly how good this is going to work, but I kind of have it based on the theory. Like, well, my system, it doesn't run 24 hours. I think like uh, most systems I've seen basically use a siphon system and are able to run like 24 hours a day or whatever. I have mine on like a drain away system and uh, it cycles on six times a day for 30 minutes. And um, since I added the other pump, it now cycles 12 times a day. What I have it doing is, uh, well, I actually made a comment in the last, during the last podcast that I'm going to be working on setting up an extra system. And I'm basically going to be using that for breeding or whatever, flowering out if I need to flower something out in there or whatever. Um, well, what I need to do is I need to get the fish out of my sump tank and move them into the, uh, the new system, which I actually just ordered the stuff for like yesterday or the day before. So I should be getting that sometime next week. I just ordered a 30 gallon, uh, like a stock tank. And then one of the grow beds that I'm, that I'm already used to using. And I kind of built out a frame for that. Well, basically I'm going to take the fish out of my sump tank and move them into the, uh, what's going to be the breeding, the breeding setup. So the sump tank won't have any fish in it. And I have the fish tank. So I have two tanks. I have a sump tank and I have a fish tank. And uh, the, the idea of it is to pump all of the water from the sump tank through my two veg beds and get them to suck out most of the nitrates or some of the nitrates or whatever it can do before that goes right back into the sump tank. And then from there, I pump that water the same water through the flowering beds and then that will cycle it through the fish tank and through the swirl filter and back into the sump tank and again i don't know how good that's going to work but i'm just uh like i said i'm trying to uh do you mind if I hop in real quick sure yeah sure go ahead um now you actually touched on something that i was uh, wanting to ask you since you started up when you're saying that you were doing perpetual harvest from the same tank because uh, uh -huh. I know that in the bed you're going to want those higher nitrate levels. You're going to want right. dirt low when you get into flower. Now, Steve, uh -huh. do you know about how long it takes for plants to take up nitrates from the water? Because if he's going to be well, trying to get it to go from a veg straight over towards the exactly, flower exactly. Tank, he might still be only like getting taken out before it gets over there. And if he has too high a nitrogen during flower, that might give him problems. Well, so what I would do is I would keep the whole system in the nitrogen level for flour, and then I would just supplement the nitrogen in the soil layer and boost it that way. Okay, okay. For veg. See, I actually, um, right now, I don't have any dual root zone um, plants in my system except for I have, I have a, one, I have man. one mother. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And, um... I actually have done some dual root zone in the past and I, I do love the results because it just seems a lot more consistent of the growth rate, you know, but it um, just takes a while to really dial it in. Like I'm still, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to get towards perfecting mine, but it takes a couple of harvests before you really 
see it doing what you want it to as far as um, how much you should be putting in for the nutrients, the water, how much of a dry layer you need. Like there's a lot to it. Funny that, man. Right, right, right. And that's, again, that's kind of why I made the disclaimer at the beginning. I'm sort of new to growing. I'm not, to be completely honest, I'm not in a legal zone of any kind. So uh, allegedly. I'm doing it on the low. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. Yeah, there you go. And um, <laughs> like I was saying, um, I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly how well that would work, the, the theory that I kind of thought up there. But I figured it would at least help get the nitrates down in the water some before it goes into the flowering and then recycles the whole system or whatever. Oh. But uh, I'm still playing around with it. It absolutely will, but um, uh, you know, it, not quite as much as you you know would hope. Right, right. Another question I wanted to definitely uh, ask you, Steve, while I had you sure. available to me is: um, Do you think that um, the system I'm describing, the system I run, um, the plants and veg, would I have to worry about them taking up very many of the? Uh, you know, like the phosphates, potassiums that I need for my uh, flowering. No, and then even in even in flower, the plants using mostly potassium, especially the after week four of flower, is like kind of the main thing that's pull up pulling up aside from CalMag at that point. So, um, you know, that's really, you know, your biggest things you need to monitor. Okay. Phosphorus, especially after week three or four in flower, is highly overdosed. I guess broadly, so okay. you know I would dose the whole system like is it if it's for flour, and then again you know just supplementally you know adjust those uh, plants and veg. Hey, right, Steve, right. I gotta, cool, I gotta cool. get out, man. But uh, I will see you on Saturday. B, okay. it was great talking to you finally. Um, I've seen some of the stuff you've been doing; it all looks good. And uh, yeah, keep it up, man. If you ever have any questions, feel free to hit me up on Instagram or uh, on YouTube. Cool. All right. Thanks All right. for joining us. Good night, um, everybody. Good night. Yeah, good talk, man. We also yeah. have uh, ECSD. He's another person. He just joined us. Are you there? Yeah. I don't know if you guys can hear me. Yep. Yep, yep. Coming through clear over here. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, Welcome for joining us. Why don't you tell us about yourself and what you grow? Yeah. Um, I'm out of Rhode Island on the East Coast. Uh, been growing off of Ponix Lake for probably like a year now. I've been growing for about six years total. Uh, did soil, hydro, did the old Murray Allen DVDs back in the day. I was like, oh, I want to try this with herb. And everyone said that it couldn't be done. And then I started doing it with like a old, small, like five gallon system that I just did kitchen herbs with and random seed. And then I was like, fuck it. Then I built a 50-gallon system, 8 by 6 flood table, and looked good. And then stumbled upon this podcast shortly after. That's awesome. Awesome. To be completely honest, that's what got me into aquaponics is that, again, I was kind of new to growing. And I saw this method that I was uh, seeing a bunch of people saying that was not viable for uh, growing cannabis. And um, I kind of started doing research from there, you know, and I was like, well, you know what? Maybe this would be something good for me to get into. 
Oh yeah, not to mention the flavor you get. Some folks wrong. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've uh, since I've been having my uh, harvest, I've only been doing two strains right now. I've got some seedlings of some other stuff coming up, but um, uh, my friend he grows in soil and he is uh allegedly, and he uses uh Fox Farm Ocean Forest soil, and I'm I mean again. As a person who's mostly new to growing, I'm I'm impressed how you can simply just throw whatever plant into that soil and it seems to grow like very well, you know. So like as a beginner's uh, product there, that's that's it's an interesting product to to use there. But um, comparing the flavor between his and mine, it seemed like the fruity lemon flavor of the strain just really just really came out in my aquaponics system. Oh yeah, we've definitely had, you know, multiple, multiple, uh, pretty much every strain I've ever tried now that I think about it has come out where the terpene profile has come out just much better in, in the aquaponics. Um, especially yeah. um, Golden Goat came out super <laughs> lemony, almost like a lemon haze. I couldn't believe it. Um, a couple of them were just... The, the the flavor was so much different than than how it would normally co you know come from even you know soil or hydro um, right so it just really makes a night and day difference Marty will be joining us here his laptop decided it wanted to update when he fired it up so the moment oh, that's his, wonderful. his updates finished he'll be joining us <laughs> um, so what kind of uh, problems have you guys run into just kind of getting started you guys are um, you know, on a, you know, more of the uh, kind of getting your feet wet into this kind of stuff. What kind of issues have you guys run into? Um, I guess I'll go ahead and take that one first. Uh, my main thing has been trying to understand pH and what makes it tick, you know, how to get it buffered correctly and really find that, that good buffering zone where you're just dosing a little bit to keep it where you want it, you know. That was, that's been basically my main challenge because I was uh, I was foolish enough to uh, start up with tap water and again I didn't really know all the all the technical stuff I needed to know to combat that problem just presenting myself with a really huge issue starting off you know so and it also yeah. depends on your your initial pH as well you know some places yeah. like Colorado your pH is going to come out the top at eight point two. But you know, yeah, that's pretty much what mine comes out as. But I've been into other places where it comes out, you know, five point six, and you have a whole all kinds of other issues. So it really is locally dependent mm. on that on that kind of stuff. What are you using right now for your pH uh, pH up or down regimen? Uh, right now, I have um, oyster shell from uh, I can't remember Down to Earth. I think is the name of the company. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty much just using that to regulate the calcium carbonate level in the water to regulate my pH. Sure. And you're, are you dosing any potassium at all, or? Um, not really. I don't. I don't really. Uh, I haven't really. I don't. I don't know. I guess I just haven't. Uh, no. The short answer is no. <laughs> no that's fine. Um, you might want to think about, especially with calcium carbonate, when you're solely using that. The excess uh -huh. calcium eventually can cause uh, phosphorus uptake issues. 
Um, mm. And and you you really want to try and keep your phosphorus to calcium ratio about a three to one, and then you okay. want to keep your um, magnesium to calcium ratio is about a two to one. You know, uh, a two calcium for one magnesium. Um, but okay. basically, what happens when you just use the calcium carbonate or oyster shells, which is uh, all of its aragonite, which is calcium carbonate. Um, again, the excess calcium can can cause phosphorus uptake issues. If you look at your um, for anyone that's ever curious as to what nutrients can cause what deficiencies and what problems, um, there's a, a handy gardening chart out there called the uh, Molders chart, which um, Molders chart allows you to uh, look at the different nutrients and see you know how much okay excess calcium locks out iron locks out phosphorus uh, We'll just use this as an example because it, it does those two things um, uh, you, you can also see that when you have too much of one nutrient which other nutrients you need to raise in in ratios um, in order to keep everything balanced and if everything's in balance then you know your plants are happy unless you really crank your total parts per million um, and if it's not, then you're going to end up with an imbalance and can cause some issues. So if you're having some issues with uh, bud density or bud size, um, that very well may be the issue uh, is the excess calcium. Okay, okay. I've been pretty happy with the bud density I've been having, to be honest. And nice. um, as far as my uh, potassium goes, I'm not um, – let's see. How do I say this? I try to use um, my knowledge to kind of develop my own theories of growing, I guess you can say. I don't know how much sense that makes. But, um, like, as far as my fish feed goes, um, I try to uh, try to go heavy on uh, stuff like uh, fruits and vegetables because I remember asking way previous in a podcast because, like you said, I'm a real big fan of the show. I try and tune in live as much as I can. Sure. And... Um, that was one of the first questions that I had pop into my head just, you know, as being a new aquaponic grower is what can I do with my uh, fish feed to um, regulate what kind of nutrients my fish are putting out or what nutrients are going to be just present in the water in general, you know. So sure. I kind of just, um, as far as uh, fruits and vegetable additives, I like to use uh, banana and iron that way, you know, whatever's left of that. I tend to not, um, I guess overfeed sounds bad, but uh, I don't really know how else to put it, but kind of generally overfeed a little bit on purpose. That way, a little bit of that uh, fish food that's uh, blended up will kind of break down in the system and feed whatever it will extra to the system. Um, so I've actually done some back, I, mean, I think I've talked about this once or twice, but um, I'll touch on this uh, again, especially because I know uh, Charlie Schultz, one of the guys that's a good friend of the show, um, is, is, has a company. You can look it up on UVI's, uh, uh, UVI Aquaponics on Facebook. Um, I honestly can't remember the name of the thing. In fact, I think I linked it in the episode that he was in. Um, there's a company out there that has a, a brand of food out there now. And I'm real curious. I know there's some optimal uh, fish food. Was it? I think yeah, optimal fish food. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah um, I've been using it myself. It seems to be working great. Yeah. So I'm real curious to see how that works out because back when I worked for the aquaponics source, one of the projects we did was um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of ABC. They make an all organic food. Uh, the only organic fish food that's out there. 
Um, I'm not familiar. I think uh, if that's the same one y'all may have mentioned on the podcast, that's all I've heard about it, to be completely honest. Sure. So but we worked with them, and uh, we tested a bunch of different foods in both our research and development greenhouse and in the lab there. And the problem we were having is the iron and the potassium were the two, two things that when we were um, – uh, if I got them into the levels that would supply the fit, the, the plants, uh, it was giving the fish heart attacks in the case of potassium, they're having heart problems and kidney issues. And then in the case of the, um, iron, uh, it was causing, I think liver problems. Um, and, uh, and that was the issue that we were having with trying to make one that was like a hundred percent, uh, you know, zero supplementation fish food. Right. Right. Uh, were those two particular chemistry problems. Um, now, you know, how I think that the best way ultimately, although no one's done this yet, is to do like a um, uh, uh, amino, uh, not amino, uh, yeah, an amino acid or fulvic acid chelated iron because that would be able to be, you know, qualified as organic, but um, there isn't anyone out there doing any kind of commercial production specifically for aquaponics or hydroponics on that kind of uh, thing, but there's, you know, ke chemically wise, you know, chemistry wise, there's no reason why that wouldn't work. But that's just one of those things that, you know, would also fit into that, that you could possibly add to a food that wouldn't harm the fish. Um, right. But, you know, but those are the things. Um, that's why I'm curious to see how this optimum fish food. Now, this optimum fish food maybe allow you to dramatically cut back on your supplementation for sure. Um, I'm also, I haven't had a chance to, to do parts per million testing on it and if you get a chance to i'd love to see yours if you ever end up testing it cool, cool. yeah I'll have to well it. i was gonna say uh the only question i would have about that fish food is is it optimized for leafy greens or is it optimized for what we're trying to grow absolutely in fact let me touch on that because we had a comment from last week's show um on the or no no i'm sorry it was this week's show on on reddit i think it was uh, hold on. So he goes, wow, I'm learning about, um, this is from the sauciest 11 is wow. I'm learning about aquaponics. Um, I've been growing leafy greens and other stuff. Hopefully I'll be able to mix cannabis and nutritional greens in my system. Um, now while you can, and I'm glad that somebody asked me this and we've kind of touched on this a couple of times tonight. Um, it's kind of almost been a reoccurring theme this evening. Um, but basically cannabis <laughs> and fruiting crops have an entirely different nutrient profile than leafy greens. And um, uh, if you uh, try to do both, what will happen is the leafy greens are going to bolt and sprout right away. Oh, and that's the problem that we've traditionally had. Hmm. Um, with the, uh, you know, when trying to merge all of those at the same time, is that the leafy greens tend to bolt or they don't, produce quite right and that's why right. you know even if in a commercial setting you're far better off doing leafy greens separately from the, the flowering crops because they need drastically different levels of phosphorus and potassium um, and you know to a lesser extent micronutrients or micronutrient uptake will be drastically different in flowering crops and fruiting crops you know because of fruit uh, fruit production and the in the hormones that are responsible for that and flower production uh, versus the leafy greens that where you're just strictly trying to get that leaf material. Yeah. Hey, Marty finally joined us. Hey, what's up? What is up? Marty. Hi, what's up, Marty? Hey, how's it going? 
why don't uh how, what, hey marty why don't you tell us about all the crazy stuff you got going on you just got a new light and a bunch of other stuff i know you got a quite a bit to talk yeah. about let me see if i can and we missed last week because of the power issues I was having, so. Yeah, let me, well, here, I'm just going to, I'll have my webcam shit loaded, but you can kind of see the bottom of the light there. So this is a demo light from VividGrow, and um, it's uh, 588 actual watts, so that's that's what it's consuming, not Actually, I don't even I don't even think they give it one because they're smart enough to realize that it's bullshit. So, um, there, and you can see a little better. So, um, I actually they just had I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but they actually just had an ad up on Facebook for people to do trial lights. And so I messaged the guy and sent him the podcast link and the you know the cannabis growers group link. And, he uh he emailed me back within like a day and was like yeah sounds cool <clears throat> and uh i was kind of surprised and he said he was going to get it lined up and ship it out the next week and then he did so um you know he asked a few questions like you know looked over the channel and stuff but uh, you know for the most part you know, they're trying to get exposure for their lights and uh yeah so I mean, I just, I literally just got it looked up. I totally spaced that uh, um, there was no plug on it. You know, they, they come so that you can wire up whatever plug you want. And he told me that. And uh, of course I got all excited about the new light and uh, just <laughs> ran out there and unhooked all my other shit. I had it all taken down and was, you know, I had plans to have it all hooked up and ready to go for the podcast and then I totally forgot I had to do that. So I had to find the soldering iron and then I had to find the solder and then it just, uh, it was, it was a drama. So then I had to cut a cable so that I could make a, just a power cable so I could make a power plug for it and get it all hooked up. But now that it's up, I, I do like it. I guess I didn't, I didn't fully realize how heavy it, it would be. It's 65 pounds, which I mean, I, I read that going into it, but I didn't realize how difficult it'd be putting it up by myself. So that was, that was kind of a chore, but it's definitely heavy duty, um, like build. It's solid. It says right on it that um, you know that it's made for human environments, and uh, I don't know if it's IP65 or anything like that. But it definitely, I would not be concerned about water on it too much. So those are just kind of my initial impressions of it. Um, Again, it's only been powered up for maybe like 20 or 30 minutes while my laptop then decided to do updates um, when I powered it on to, to sign on <laughs> after that. It was like the trifecta. Um, so anyway, after all that, um, that's that's kind of what, what I have going on. And uh, yeah, so I'll be shooting some more videos on that and updates on it. Kind of let you guys uh, know what I think. I'm probably going to hold out a little bit of judgment with this round since these plants were there were leftover plants from you know replacing out the herbs and um, I always do better with plants that I clone and, and raise up in the in the aquaponic system than anything that I transplant. So and plus these already spent you know two weeks underneath the other light, um, 
So I'm, I'm not going to do like a, like too big of impressions on these first plants as they finish up, but the next round we'll be able to do a straight head-to-head -head grow with the same strains, the same, same cut of the same strain um, on both sides and, uh, and then do a head-to-head -head with the cheap LED that I've had here for a couple of years and then also with the, the ceramic metal halide lights um, that are on the other side over here. Yeah, it'll be fun to do uh to see a like head to head against the CMHs against two different types of LEDs. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, do it. I think the CMH is probably. Uh, I mean, I, I the vivid girl light just got here. Obviously, the cheap LED was just getting pounded by the um, by the CMH lights. These things are awesome. Yeah, Maybe get you one of them Spectra King six uh, hundreds. <laughs> Yeah, so those, you know, that would be, I guess, a Spectrum King 600 would be sort of the equivalent of what the Vivigrow is, since it's like a 588, you know, sort of right in that same sort of comparison range. So that's another kind of cool comparison we can we can do cross-channels anyway. Awesome. Yeah, that'll be super dope. Yeah, so, those Spectrum that, Kings are nice. I wish I could afford those. Yeah, they're not the cheapest, but holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about them, and I've checked out uh, Ganja Guy's videos, and uh, and their, some of their own videos are really cool, too. I feel like they do a pretty good job of doing grow-offs of their own that are, you know, actually valid instead of, you know, some sort of bias. So, I mean, they set up a, a pretty good little area for each one, and run the same strains and um so i i like their their content on their channels pretty good they didn't make any for a little while but i noticed they're back to doing it again so um i, I enjoy watching their videos and, and keeping up on that um i would say you know probably the the ones with the white light um whether it's cobs or the spectrum king or any of those other ones I mean, I, I guess I tend to be a little bit biased towards those, but I haven't really used them. And this is obviously a heavy red. I don't know if you guys can tell too much in the light when it was up there before, but you know, it's mostly red LEDs with white mixed in, um, which sort of gives it a different uh, a different feel than uh, than like the blurple lights, where they use a, a, a whole bunch of different lights to make up the spectrum. Um, so it looks to me like they're going mostly red and then throwing some white uh, in between to sort of uh, balance that out. Oh, we had uh, there was another news, a couple other news things. So the um, which was it? There's that uh, company that makes all, a bunch of opioid drugs. Got the uh, synthetic version that that ended up sinking legalization in Arizona. They ended up getting a patent for the synthetic version of um, CBD. Is it synthetic CBD? Was it? I forget what the exact interpret, you know, mimic molecule was. But another version of synthetic weed that doesn't need to be invented. Um, and uh, their um, their stock price plummeted actually, which was pretty fucking awesome. It went down about twenty percent when they announced it. So perfect. Yep. Um, and then the Canada thing, right? Did you guys talk about that yet? 
Uh, a little bit earlier, you want to talk on your thoughts on it? I, mean, I, I had a couple of thoughts about how bullshit it was they limited to four plants, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess <laughs> all the same shit that we say about only being able to grow four plants here, you know, it's, uh, you know, without, um, or for recreational anyway. Um, and then obviously only six for medical is probably the biggest complaint that I have. Um, which I, I think is, is bullshit, but um, I, I guess it's better than <laughs> I zero. Guess, I guess they're hoping everybody's going to be running uh, basic 6 by 6,000 watt HPS growing pounds of medicine. Yep. Yeah, I just think some people miss the mark on that, like in the legislators, <laughs> you know, like that they think that everybody is going to just go grow it out of the box and and blow it up the first chance. Like it's just like, some easy thing you can just go go through or not invest anything like especially when you're talking about cancer patients a lot of times they're declaring bankruptcy because of their at least here in the united states probably not as much of a concern in canada but uh at least here i feel like uh especially like people that i know you know they're like well yeah it'd be great for me to grow my own stuff and all that but um you know i I don't really have any money to spend. I barely have money to spend on food, let alone money to spend on anything else. I'm gonna go bankrupt, and that you know I have to buy prescription meds, and all this shit's expensive, you know. So there's just a huge, I feel like disconnect between like, oh, you should be fine on four plants, just throw them outside. What's the big deal? Right. Not only that, but then you have, uh, I don't know if this is like a countrywide thing, but uh, where I'm at. You have uh, doctors that will cut you off from your pain medication that you're getting from the pharmaceutical industry, your opioids and whatnot, if they find THC in your bloodstream. Not only that, worse than that, they'll cut off your your fucking organ transplant. If you're if you're a person yes. who's trying to prevent re organ rejection, and they find out before or after. That you, that you took that shit, they'll end them treatment immediately if you've already had the organ transplant. And if you haven't had the transplant yet, they'll literally deny you your transplant and then seal, like, basically like sign your execution warrant because there's no way you're going to live without it. Like That's the yeah. biggest fucking bullshit in the entire country. And I don't normally, I try not to like curse too much on the show. Uh, you know, the, I think the only other time I really wanted to rant was when they, they, stage one or the uh, schedule one cbd but you know god damn it dude what the fuck is wrong with you when you're going to tell someone who's trying just to get through their day with their pain or their other debilitating illness who needs new organs that they're in the wrong for trying to do something to make themselves feel better no like you're a piece of shit and you're heartless and you know you're the one that you know shouldn't you know should have to forfeit their life not them you know it's completely ridiculous they should make yeah, those people then. have to be automatic <laughs> organ donors if they say no. <laughs> and then when they die in a car accident, they have to give up their organs. That's what they should do. Right on. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I just think that whole, you know, like, legalization is always going to come with, like, Oh. Oh, Bullshit. let's talk, yeah. let's talk about, actually, yeah. on that note, let's talk about Sacramento. Sacramento is uh, county is banning all productions ex outside of Sacramento City and then setting insane tax rates and production prices for the city of Sacramento. 
If that isn't like an organized tax monopoly and extortion racket, I literally do not know what it is. Like straight up, like forcing all of it to be within a certain area. Like this is bullshit. This isn't what people voted for. That's not legalization. That's extortion. That's what the mafia yeah. does. Yeah, it's the fucking mafia. I talked about this before, like when I the green when mafia. I got shut down uh, growing outside here, and basically, you know, that they're the fucking mafia, dude. They they show up and they're like, hey, those are some nice plants back there. You better give me some money. I'd hate for somebody to come over and tear those out of the ground. Because that's exactly what the fucking mom does, right? They come in and they say, hey, man, it'd be a shame if we came in and tore your fucking place up. I mean, pay us some money so that we don't tear your shit up. And that's basically the same thing that the the county does here or the city. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. I'm just not inside the city limits. So it happens to be the county <laughs> that shows up at my door. The it's really the mob. Yeah, it's, they're, they're the fucking mob. It's, they show up. They say, hey, give us some money or we're, we're going <laughs> to raise the price, right? Because my first fine is 600 bucks, and then my second fine is 10000 bucks, And then my third fine is 10000 bucks. Well, shit, so, if you got the second, might as well go, go for the third. Shit. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I got, you know, I, I figured out how I could get around it for last year and just sort of extend it out so that I could finish the season last year, but there's no way that uh, I they were going to approve me um, just based on their bullshit criteria for, for a few different reasons. But, um, you know, at least I got to finish last year's outdoor, but, you know, that, it's strictly indoor for me. All because my neighbor needs a safe place for his nose, you know? It's like, how... <laughs> I've never met anybody that would prefer the smell of cow shit, which is right over my back fence. It smells like cow shit because there's a bunch of cows in the field back there and it's EFU. And that guy back there, even though he doesn't choose to, he can grow like something like 64 plants or something like that because of his zoning. But because 10 feet <laughs> to the, on the other side of the fence, now it's a, uh, now it's on my property, and I'm zoned differently than that, well, so I can't grow. You need to either put a gate in that fence, or you need to build a tunnel under that fence. I think the the options here are clear. <laughs> yeah, except for he, he's the guy that complained about my grow in the first place, so I'm pretty sure he doesn't want. Uh, wow. Well, over so there, let me get this straight: the cow shit guy is upset about the smell of weed. Yeah, the cow shit guy is upset Jeez. about the smell. Of like, just no. process that. Well, hold on. Four minutes. Hold on. There's got to be some ordinances about smell and and cow shit density. Oh, sure there is. If I if it was my property. <laughs> so, like, that's why they have EFU zoning. And because his property is EFU, it can smell like cow shit or whatever the fuck he wants it to. Because he's zoned EFU, which is exclusive farm use. So... If his property was urban residential, like mine was. Right, but isn't there laws about how the smell drifts into residential? Because I know, like, in Colorado, you, you can have a farm, but you can't have a farm. Like, there's separate limits for farms directly next to residential versus farms uh, adjacent to other uh, agriculturally zoned. Yeah, so basically, that's true. There, that does exist, but he's... His property is grandfathered in because this house didn't exist when his property was zoned. 
So until that property is split or rezoned again, it's not going to get, uh, it's not going to get rezoned. So hmm. basically it's still EFU until they sell it, split it up. Even if they sell it, actually, it could still be transferred as EFU. You would have to like subdivide it into another piece of property and then those two would be separately evaluated mm -hmm. uh, for, for rezoning. Um, or he could pay to request to have it rezoned, but why would he do that? Because then he would just end up with, yeah. And our point is, we shouldn't have to go through any of this bullshit just to grow some goddamn medicine. Right. And who, given anybody that prefers to smell cow shit over cannabis, flowering cannabis? For real. Like, this is ridiculous. There, there's, no, there's no fucking way. Like, yeah. Hasn't the government done such a great job just uh, turning everyone against us. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the other uh, big thing I wanted to touch on this week is the International Church of Cannabis is about to open their first church in Denver in a 113-year-old church uh, in downtown Denver. On uh, Hold on, the address is on here. It's on 400 South Logan Street, in Denver at the Elevation Ministries, and it's go, uh, Elevation Ministries is the new church name. They just bought out an old church, and it's now the, the International Church of Cannabis. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're in Denver, definitely go check that out. Um, you awesome. probably won't get a chance to do that very long. I'd be surprised if they're, we'll see how long they operate. It's, it's a pretty interesting idea. Well, that's the same, you know, the same concept that, uh, Eddie Lett had, um, you know, in San Francisco, and obviously he spent five years in jail. That's how that turned out. So, well, they allow it. Well, the interesting thing is they allow peyote for Native Americans, but they don't allow weed for white people. Like, <laughs> you gotta be like, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Well, yeah, but now you, you know, Native Americans have sovereignty. I guess that's, you know, well, this is also true. They, I'm a quarter they, native, so I'm a quarter native, so I can say those things. Um, yeah. <laughs> full disclosure. Um, uh, yeah, actually, uh, on that note, I've actually been in talks. Uh, I don't have anything settled yet, but I've been talking to some people. Uh, one of the Native American tribes, I won't say where, just so I don't get them in trouble, but uh, on the eastern half of Canada, is uh, heavily considering uh, production for uh, a major city in Canada as well. Um, it's one of the other people I've been talking to lately. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff. We'll have a, uh, just everything up up in Canada is coming along. Uh, maybe about two to three weeks behind schedule with construction, um, but later this year we'll have a, a pretty gnarly facility to show you guys up in in uh, in Alberta somewhere. But I can't tell you guys too much more about yet. I think I mentioned it before about uh about who it's with, but we'll keep it a secret again for now. <laughs> what uh what other things have you been doing, uh, Brian and Marty? Or up to or reading up on in cannabis related stuff? Um that's about, that's about it for me really. Um I dosed some mammoth tea uh, yesterday. Awesome. So that's always fun. I always like to see the girls take off after that. 
Yep. Um, I, I've been running this, uh, or keep an eye on this Oregon skunk, or not Oregon skunk, it's uh, Oregon Blackberry by Peach Frost. And uh, I really like the way it looks and, and smells. It's definitely flowering faster than a lot of the, than a lot of the other strains that are out here right now, but it's, um, you know, I don't know if that's like strain specific or whatever, but it's definitely, uh, definitely got my attention. Uh, here's the other article I wanted to talk about on the show today. Sorry, it took me a minute to find it. Um, no, Attorney General uh, Jeff Sessions uh, directs task force to review federal marijuana policies. Um, uh, the task force will undertake a review of existing policies in areas of changing, of charging, sentencing, and marijuana to ensure consistency with the department's overall strategy of reducing violent crime. Uh, basically, Jeff Sessions is going to have a review party uh, on July 27th uh, and basically hand down new guidelines to the federal government in regards to how to handle um, both medical and, well, technically medical is still illegal for him to do, but we'll see if he tries to push it, but um, about uh, re how he's going to handle recreational laws um, and uh, to a lesser extent medical laws. Um, you know, he's quoted as saying, you know, nothing he is, uh, that they're dubious medical marijuana laws. So we'll see what kind of bullshit this idiot wants to do. But wow. hopefully the the uh, the whole administration is going to go down in flames before then if we're lucky. So. Yeah, rumor has it he wants to bring back uh, minimum sentences. Minimum, yep, for, for weed. He wants to bring yeah. five-year mandatory minimums for weed, which is... Because that works so well. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, you... Jeff Sessions was sponsored by the private prison lobby, so no one should be responsible. You know, when you got that much money up your own asshole, um, you know, I really don't know what you want. Why do you think he's such a stuck-up prick? His asshole is filled with money from the private prison lobby. So, <laughs> um, I apologize to everyone again that's joining us late. Um, we weren't able to get uh, the guys from Spectrum King on the show. We had some connection problems on their end. Um, we're going to try and get them on again next week. Um, if you're joining us late, that's why we're not uh, doing lighting talk. Um, but um, I do apologize. Um, but yeah. Uh, the other thing I was going to touch on this week, and I thought that was kind of funny, and I wanted to mention it because I thought it was ridiculous. So I did a... Um, I was posting on on Facebook, and I love to lurk around a bunch of different gardening websites. And uh, I brought up how silica uh, deficiency is like a really uh, common cause for powdery mildew. And then um, I was like, ended up getting like scorned, told I was making stuff up, and then banned from the group, all because it was something that this admit, admin had never heard of. And it's like, you know, it's really funny how finicky the gardening scene can be sometimes with different people and how like, just totally crazed certain people get to you know get uh, and how how comical it is sometimes uh, over the silliest things especially when you like someone asks for help and you reply to them and then they end up like just getting angry at you because you replied to them with something that's outside their normal way of thinking <laughs> you know it's just i don't know the gardening especially aquaponics scene is has been is is always that way and and always has a couple of sticklers that just love to be comically ridiculous 
Yeah, I can definitely yes. see that. I would agree with you, EC. EC says worse than high school. Haha. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say sometimes. There's a handful of people in the community that are pretty hard to get along with sometimes, but uh, you know, we all do our best to try and, and spread knowledge and be positive. I know I've definitely spent a lot of time trying to be more positive since I turned 30 a couple of weeks ago. So, um, Yeah, does anyone else have any other topics? Uh, I do apologize for um, not having any, uh, not having the right, the guests that we were trying to have on. We tried to get them on last week and I had technical problems. Um, we couldn't get them on this week's been a little bit difficult. Um, trying to get them on on their end, but we will have interviews this weekend from the Duke Rose Cup. Uh, I'll be there all weekend, or I'll be there all Saturday, uh, five to ten, five to ten p.m. Denver time. Um, if you guys are interested, check out Duke Rose um, website for that. Um, do you guys have uh, anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap things up? I'll we'll have kind of an abbreviated show this week. <laughs> yeah, any questions or comments? Or... Oh, I remember the other thing, and since Marty's here, <coughs> before we had talked about doing the uh, the online class on um, the weekend of the 22nd and 23rd um, with Marty and I, I think we're going to have to push it back a weekend unless it doesn't work for him. Um, uh, we're going to reschedule that a weekend or two after. Um, I just had forgotten that I had already scheduled a class that weekend. So I do apologize for anyone that was looking to join that. Um, we will be uh, still doing that, just on a different date, and I do apologize for that. That was my screw-up. Marijuana affects the memory. Yeah, it happens. Especially when you have a, a Rosal press <laughs> and you make dabs all day. It's kind of a... Uh, Man, dude, you need to make some squish videos already. I, I demand will. it right now, I'm live. I'm going to. I actually have like a, <laughs> a new area that I'm setting up for all this stuff is, is much better lit than the place I was at before, so... Um, it was in kind of a darker little shop that we had, so we have a newer, newer area that we just finished building out. Now that we're not like just getting our foot in the door of the shop, so um, you'll uh, you'll see it's a, a nice, neat, clean, well-looking area for the for the new videos and all. So you'll like it. We have, we'll have a lot more footage coming up here soon. I'll be up at Ouroboros next weekend uh, for anyone that's interested in taking that in-person class on uh, up in Half Moon Bay near San Francisco. Uh, I'll be up there on the 22nd, 23rd, and then Marty and I hopefully will be doing an online class the weekend after that, or the nearest weekend where uh, Marty isn't um, baby juggling. Yeah, right. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, that weekend should be fine as long as I'm not juggling babies. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, uh, Marty's expecting, so first male I ever. My wife's expecting, but... <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh, babies do on the 12th, so you know we'll kind of play that. But and that's the same thing for those of you guys who were um, I talked about uh, doing a class at um, Urbos, Urboros, also, um, and uh, so that's basically going to wait till uh, after the kid gets here and Steve's class gets done, um, and Ken can actually schedule a time because other than that, it was just kind of too much up in the air. Um, so that'll that'll get put on hold until uh, after that. So I would assume probably uh, in June sometime. And as soon as I get a clearer picture, I will let you guys know. But you can always check on uh, if you're looking for online content. You can always look at my uh, Patreon. Uh, we got a group of um, probably like six or seven of us now that uh, you know just sort of 
um, do question and answer sessions, and uh, um, you know, I have how-to videos, more more sort of in-depth in videos uh, for people that maybe you already know about cannabis but uh, don't know anything about aquaponics or vice versa. Well, you've done aquaponics, but you don't really know anything about cannabis. Um, you, know, you can find out, you know, sort of the basics of what you need there, just for growing for yourself. It's no like commercial class or anything like that. But uh, you're welcome to check that out. I did just finished up a whole series on beneficial bugs, and then I do just sort of like a um, about every other day or so, I do a, a video blog with information on whatever I have going on, whether it's cutting clones or transplanting or setting up little root zones or whatever. I try to provide a little bit of information about the stuff that I'm doing since I'm always doing something. So you guys can check that out if you want. That's uh, patreon.com slash APMens. Awesome. And uh, Brian? Are you there? Oh, um, Steve's not coming not. through on my side. Steve's not coming through? Yeah, I can't, I can't hear anything he's saying. Steve, are you still there? I can hear you, Marty. I don't, I don't know what, what was, if he was asking me something or what. I don't like he was, but then I think he cut out. Did he cut out? I, yeah, I can't hear him anymore now. I thought he asked you something, I just didn't hear it, so. Yeah, I, I couldn't hear what he was saying. That's why I figured it out. Um, I, yeah, I accidentally hit my on a mute button on my headphones and not my thing. I was like, well, everything's not muted. Um, Brian, is there anything you want to plug or, or mention? Is there a YouTube channel or anything? Uh, yeah, I guess. Um... Just check me out on YouTube. You know, um, I like I said, like I mentioned earlier, um, I'm working on the framework for a new breeding chamber that I'm trying to set up. So hopefully that goes well. I will be doing a video upload on that hopefully later on this month and whatnot. And also, am I'm act, I'm much more active on Instagram simply because it's easier to be. You know, you're just uploading uh, pictures instead of going in. I, I, I like to do, you know, a lot of production and editing on my videos. So it takes a little bit more effort on my end to produce a video. So like I said, I'm a lot more active on Instagram. It's uh, brain grow B R A Y N E G R O same as it is on my YouTube channel on Instagram. So that's, I mean, that's pretty much it though. Awesome. Alrighty. Um, if anyone wants to find out more about me, you can find me at potentponics at gmail.com or potentponics um, on Twitter, um, potentponics on YouTube. Um, you can find, uh, if you want to take the class, check out ouroborosfarms.com. Um, also, be sure to check out Dude Grows if you want to come out and hang out with me and Fish Ganja Guy. Come out to Denver this weekend. Um, uh, if you were looking for more information, check out dogrowshow.com slash dgccup. Uh, that's dogrows.com slash dgccup. Uh, dgccup. Um, and, uh, and you guys can hang out with me, the guys from Dugros, um, the dudes from Spectrum King, uh, the guys from Mammoth P. Um, 
the guys from um, uh, a couple of different rosin companies are going to be there doing live demos. Uh, hold on, we have uh, Dax Dax pressing uh, from Dax Rosin. We'll have a, a thing there. Um, well, Mountainside Glass is a big bong glass trophy uh, for the winner of the cup. Um, there's also some other giveaways for, as far as glass goes. Um, it'll be it'll be awesome. So. Um, you know, come out and hang out, support the scene. Um, they're a really awesome group of guys. Um, you know, um, uh, you know, if you ever use uh, recharge or anything like that, uh, you know, definitely come out. Way to grow is another the other sponsor. So, uh, big thanks to all those companies, and um, uh, you know, hope to see you guys there. And uh, be sure if you guys are looking for nutrients, check out True Aquaponics, uh, TrueAquaponics.com. And uh, is that everybody? I think uh, <laughs> Spectrum King uh, hopefully will be joining us next week. Um, they We tried to have them on last week. Again, I touched on why I had power problems. Um, this week, uh, we they were having connection problems. So I'll at the very least get a good interview with them in person with Fish Ganja Guy. And then we'll... Uh, We'll see. We'll try to get them on the show next week. So I appreciate everyone's patience. I apologize again for not having them on um, and for us not being on last week. So um, we're trying really hard this year to be uh, on every week and on as much as possible to get some other uh, you know, guest hosts like Fish Ganja Guy and some other good people. So I um, really appreciate everyone helping out. And, um, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Have a good one. See you later. All right, peace out, gents.